Welcome to the first edition of the Whip You Whip Around here on Pittsburgh Sports Now. My name is Brandon Rossi. For those that don't know me, I'm a play-by-play broadcaster and PA announcer uh, within the Whip Eel. My my home school for Whip Eel is West Allegheny, but you can kind of hear me pretty much where whoever hires me to that point. Um, I kind of bounce around all over the place in the Whip Eel and also in uh, the college ranks as well. So that's where you can hear me um, out and about. But in this first edition of the Whippy Whip Around, well, it's kind of a preview edition of things to come for the 2022 football season. Week zero begins on Friday, August the 26th. And, well, there's a lot to unpack from last year, a lot of transition into this year, and uh, also already some storylines brewing some not the most positive things but you know we'll briefly look at those things as the season comes along so first of all uh the the one thing i want to hit on before we jump into anything else is wpil football previews um and by that i mean we're going to look at each classification kind of go through Um, Some of the favorites, some of the sleepers, and uh, really the conference or the section favorites, things of that nature. Um, And we'll get into that here on this inaugural edition of the Whip You Whip Around. So we're going to start from Class 1A to Class 6A. And then after the team previews, we're going to take a look very briefly at the controversy uh, surrounding the Mohawk football program. I'm not going to have any negative spin on it. Um, What's written has already been written. I'm not going to add any of my two cents to that, but I'm just going to look over some of the things that um, has come out in light of the controversy over at Mohawk. And then finally, we'll end things with our game of the week in each classification. And And I decided on this based off of who the home team is. So obviously, week zero, there's a lot of non-conference play, exclusively all non-conference play, um, and obviously, not all the Whipple teams are going to be playing week zero. Some of them have opted to play scrimmages or just to sit out week zero altogether in preparation for week one. And some schools, such as Thomas Jefferson, Pittsburgh Central Catholic, um, just to name a couple of the notable ones. They're playing outside the WPIL, so we're going to focus exclusively on WPIL versus WPIL matchups, and we'll go through the games to watch for Week 0 at the end of the show. So, firstly, we'll start with Class 1A, and uh, in Class 1A, I think there's a clear-cut favorite. Uh, The consensus pick is Bishop Canavan. That is also my pick as well. Just a lot of skill returning. You have Lacey-Lax, Xavier Nelson, the one-two punch at wide receiver. They've been a menace last season for Bishop Canavan. And Jason Cross, who was first-team all-conference multi-purpose back, also used as a quarterback last season. He'll be he'll be kind of the go-to guy, the signal caller, or at least one of the two for Bishop Canavan. And that's another thing. If you have a quarter – if you have – more than one capable quarterback in 1A football, you're you're up for a lot of success. But also, too, 
Um, just found this out today via the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette um, that Bishop Kenevan head coach Richard Johnson suspended a game for using an ineligible player that was in the scrimmage against South Park. Not going to get not going to get into the logistics of that, but also um, unfortunate scene. But uh, Coach Johnson, who has done a tremendous job over at Bishop Canavan, he's going to miss the season opener as Bishop Canavan. Well, they got a tough one against Skilton Highspire uh, tomorrow at Chambersburg High School. It's the Chambersburg Peach Bowl Showcase. Um, so Bishop Canavan will sorely miss him. But also looking at some other teams to watch out for within Class 1, at least within Bishop Canavan's section. Cornell is one. Olsh is one. Those, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a three-horse race, in my opinion, between those three. Um, Olsh has a, lot of retur- has a lot of talent returning. Zion McIntosh at the wide receiver spot. Ryan Farrell on the offensive line. And Azim at quarterback. Nehemiah Azim uh, will help lead Olsh to offensive success. Cornell, they got... Uh, two linemen coming back, Hackney Smith, E.J. Dawson, and also don't forget about Raekwon Troutman. That'll be an interesting three-horse race for the crown in that conference. Now, who do I think could challenge Bishop Canavan for the 1A crown? Well, Olsh, I think, would be one. Cornell could possibly be one. But another one that not a lot of people, or at least... More people have been talking about them, but I don't think they get the credit that they deserve given the lack of experience back um, in the football program, that being Leechburg. Of course, they're anchored by the future Pitt Panther, Braylon Lovelace. He's, I mean, I'm going out on a limb by saying he's probably the best football player in Leechburg history, if not of all time, then at least within the last 30 years. And he's... Going to lead the way for Leechburg. I think they've got a really good chance to take their section as well in Class 1A. Never count out Clareton, however. Clareton beat up on Leechburg last year, 48-27. And Clareton, they've got a good quarterback coming back in Capone Jones. So we'll see how that shakes out. But another team to watch out for, Greensburg Central Catholic, led by the defensive back Amari Mack. That'll be interesting as well. So, again, another three-horse race between Leechburg, Greensburg, Central Catholic, and Clareton, that being out of the Eastern Conference, Bishop Canavan, Cornell, and Olsh coming out of the Black Hills Conference. Now looking at the next conference, the Big Seven, which is comprised mostly of the Northern teams in Class 1A. To me, the favorite's got to be Rochester. Um, Two-way all-conference, first-teamer Jerome Mullins, not to mention Adam Schur, no relation to Adam Schur from WWE fame. That was Braun Strowman for those that don't know. Um, but uh, you got to think that Rochester's the favorite coming coming into the conference. But don't forget Southside and Laurel dropping down from 2A to 1A. Laurel made a playoff run, but they're losing a ton from last season's team. They do have Colton Hill back, but... Really, it's we're going to see how that drop favors Southside and Laurel. Couldn't they have the same success? Who knows? That's why they play the games on grass and turf and not on paper and on podcasts like these. And finally, the Tri-County South Conference, 
Uh, historically, in the, in terms of playoff success, they haven't had the best of luck. Uh, they haven't had well. They had a semifinal appearance a few years ago in West Green. That's actually my favorite to win the conference. But it can, to me, there's there's four irons in the fire. Really, this this Tri County South is up for the taking. You got West Green, who again I mentioned could be the favorite, but another one that could be a sleeper in that conference is Mapletown. They got Landon Stevenson coming back. He's a top running back in Class 1A. We'll see how that shakes out. And also Carmichael's, they're losing Trenton Carter, 1,000-yard rusher and passer, but they do have a good core of linemen coming back. Chris Mincer and Parker Hyatt lead the way. And Wes Green, of course, with Colin Brady. And not to mention, too, California. They got a couple of good um, linemen coming back. Tanner Pearson, Addison Penapinto. So that'll be an interesting case for the Tri-County South. As I mentioned, though, I think it's Bishop Canavan's conference to win at this point, or at least to defend its title. But there's, it's definitely a lot closer than I would think people would think. So going to Class 2A now, uh, to me... There's three teams that have a serious make that four teams that have a serious case of taking the conference championship or taking the two A championship in the WPIL. Two of them come from the same conference, and that comes out of as soon as I can pull it up here the Century Conference. That being Still Rocks and Wash High. Still Rocks. Personally, is my pick to win. They got a ton of skill back, a team that put up astronomical amounts of points, and they're going up against, we're going up in a conference that, outside of Wash High and McGuffey, hasn't had much playoff success. The most notable being Charleroi back in 2018, but they, the, the days there, um, not to say that they're long gone, but certainly distant memory. And uh, Stow Rocks, Josh Jenkins, Dre Ross, Jamont Green Miller, Zay Davis. Uh, Davis has been a four-year starter. Jamont Green Miller and Dre Ross have been consistent threats, as has Josh Jenkins. And it's to me, I don't know how people are sleeping on Stow Rocks to win Class Two A. I think that's the case. I think Stow Rocks takes Two A, but um, Wash High, at least in that conference, will have something to say considering that they have one of the best athletes in the WPIL, the Rutgers commit, Devon Foose. I've seen Foose play a couple years ago, and he is a stud. Got great size, great speed. The game just comes easy for him. And we'll see how that how that Still Rocks wash high matchup uh, comes down to things. That matchup set for October the 7th. That's week 6 of the WPIL season. In terms of the other conferences or the other conferences in the two-way classification, uh, firstly, looking at Beaver Falls, a lot of people are picking Beaver Falls to win two-way. I think Beaver Falls gets to the championship. They're in the Midwestern Conference, and they have four-year starter back at quarterback Jaron Brickner, along alongside uh, his his favorite target and one of the best one of the best uh, receivers in the WPIL, regardless of classification, and that being Trey Singleton. Brickner passed for almost 2,600 yards last season. 
And if it wasn't for a, an, an incredible defensive performance for Sarah Catholic in the WPIL championship last year, we could be talking about Beaver Falls um, coming in as the defending champion. So uh, Beaver Falls, I think they're the heavy favorite, but who's going to challenge them in the Midwestern Conference? To me, I think it's Western Beaver. Uh, they'll have a good defense coming back. Drew Mitchell, Levi Gray, and not to mention junior receiver Dorian McGee on the offensive side. Um, that'll be Beaver Falls' biggest test in the conference, per se. Um, do I think any of those teams beat Beaver Falls? No, but again, anything can happen. And finally, going to the Allegheny Conference. To me, it's pretty obvious who's the favorite here at Steel Valley. Cruz Brokins, Greg Smith. Smith kind of, even though he's he's mammoth, 6'5", 300 pounds, you rarely see that at the 2A classification. And Cruz Brokins, who um, led the, the Steel Valley Ironman last season, along with Najee Burt, who has since graduated, um, Steel Valley's kind of flying under the radar, which is surprising to say. Um, everyone, again... You got Beaver Falls as the heavy favorite. You got Stow Rocks, as I mentioned. Wash High is going to be good. But Steel Valley is my other pick uh, in the Allegheny Conference to at least win it. They have a strong senior class coming back with Smith and Brookins, but also on the defensive side, Brendan Snyder and Jashawn Wright. Um, Smith, a Miami of Ohio commit. And when you get a D1 commit on the offensive line in the lower classifications, watch out. And that's going to open up some huge holes for the skill position players and do some major, major damage uh, to teams that Steel Valley plays. So Steel Valley, heavy favorite in that conference. Who else do I see coming out of there? Well, you have Sarah Catholic, the reigning champions from last season. They're losing a ton, though. How good are they going to be? It's tough to say because you don't really know how much is coming back and how much and how well this group is going to click. It's different when you have, you know, these public schools that have been together for their entire lives. Not to knock on Sarah Catholic, but also, too, it, it, you look at that dynamic compared to a Steel Valley, compared to other teams that are favored to win. Stow Rocks, Wash High, um, and Beaver Falls. But you look at that, I mean, come on now. And Amani Christian... They have, I would say, they have a chance to make some noise because they have the sophomore stud, Deshaun Burnett, whose recruiting has really picked up in recent uh, months. But we'll see there. But again, I think Storrocks wins, but I would not be surprised at all if I'm wrong there. It's kind of four teams vying for the top spot. That's probably your top, um, that's probably your semifinal teams, at least in Class 2A. Now moving to 3A, and we'll address the elephant in the room in Class 3A, that being in the Interstate Conference. To me, the top two teams come out of this conference in Class 3A, Bell Vernon and Elizabeth Forward. Bell Vernon's junior class might collectively be the best class in the WPIAL this season. Look at what's coming back, not just Quinton Martin. But you have so many guys that have contributed as sophomores to a team that made the WPIL championship, lost to the eventual state champion Aliquippa in Class 4A, 
and you got all that coming back, and not to mention you got some more guys who are going to contribute. Watch out. Um, that that junior class is going to be special for Bell Vernon. But Elizabeth Forward, they have a ton of returners led by Zion White, John DiNapoli, Zach Boyd. They got a lot coming back. Um, there's I wouldn't sleep on Elizabeth Forward beating Bell Vernon. Do I think that's the case? I don't know. I do think that those are your t- top two picks, uh, not only in the in that conference per se, but also for the Class 3A crown. Um, other teams in that conference that will have returners, I think Greensburg-Salem makes a run with Cody Rubrek coming back. He was the Whippeals' leading receiver last year in yards. We'll see. Um, but in terms of other classifications, looking at the Western Hills Conference, um, this is, to me, it's Avonworth and... There's really, I don't want to say it's a huge separation, but a pretty significant one, if you ask me. Avonworth coming out of a tough conference last season, only losing to Central Valley for the conference crowd. And they do have a lot of, some of the top teams that are dropping down uh, to Class 3 or moving up to Class 3A makes this conference a bit interesting. You got Seton LaSalle, who in recent years haven't been what they were, but they're going to be competitive. West Mifflin, who has a great offensive lineman, Rico Steele, I'd expect his recruiting to jump significantly. Also dropping down is Beaver, who made a WPIL playoff appearance last season before losing to the fighting Rodney Gallagher's. Um, but Avonworth, you got Peyton Faulkner leading the way. I think it's going to be too much, and I think they take the conference crown. And then finally, in the Allegheny Six Conference, um, to me, the favorite here is Freeport. Ben Lane has been terrific in his three completed years at Freeport. I'd expect that to continue into his senior year. Um, So I think Freeport takes the conference crown. Who do I think challenges? I think the only other two teams that have a chance to beat Freeport, and it's not necessarily that it's a it's they're a heavy underdog. I could very well see either of these teams beating Freeport. East Allegheny for one, they have another talented junior class led by Camden Cooley and Preshawn Gainer, excuse me. And another one, Shady Side Academy. Uh, Joey Bellinati coming back. He's a stud uh, specialist, at, at least on, on the wide receiving core and the defensive backs. I could see Shady Side Academy beating Freeport. And same thing for East Allegheny. Could create possibly a three-way tie for first place. Um, Between those three, I would not be surprised. But, yeah, I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I think it's pretty obvious the top two right now, at least in the preseason, are Bell Vernon and Elizabeth Ford. Avonworth's probably three. And then whoever comes out of the Allegheny six is four. But that's just where we're at right now. Now moving up to Class 4A, this is the conference that, or the classification that I'm going to be most familiar with because I'm going to be broadcasting for them, uh, that being West Allegheny. Um, I, I will say, though, about West Allegheny, just to get this out of the way, I do think they have a chance to surprise some people. However, right now, the top two heavy favorites, Aliquippa and Central Valley, um, they both have been powers ever since 
You know, they, they, well, Alcup has been in the WPIL championship literally every year since I was in, I want to say fourth or fifth grade. That's, that's pretty ridiculous. And Central Valley, two-time defending state champions, losing a lot. Landon Alexander not coming back. Matt Merritt not coming back. But they do still have Javen Thompson. They still have returning quarterback Antoine Johnson and De Niro Simpson at the multi-purpose back. And not to mention Jackson Tanya on the offensive line. Um, can they beat Aliquippa? Uh, here's the thing. Aliquippa is practically an all-star team coming back. You look, you look at... Look, just look at the names coming back. Their offensive line, for a team that is a 1A enrollment, playing up and being forced to play up, we're originally going to play 5A. Of course, that fiasco happened. They settled on 4A. Aliquippa would have a strong chance to win 5A, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> look at all that's coming back. Cameron Lindsay leads the way in terms of his – 24-7 sports rankings. He's got a ton of offers. But also, they're returning the state player of the year, um, Tyke Hayes. And Hayes, he was a freshman. And and he won Pennsylvania player of the year in Class 4A. I mean, what? And the senior class at Aliquippa leading the way. They have the Trench Dogs coming back. Naquan Crowder, Jason McBride, Nico Eberhardt. Leads the way, McBride, a two-way off or two-way uh, first-team All-Conference nod. It's going to be, it's going to take a an extraordinary effort to beat Aliquippa. However, Central Valley, they've had Aliquippa's number. Credit to them. Aliquippa has not beaten Central Valley since 2017, which is a bit surprising given the lineage of Aliquippa and the success that Aliquippa has had. But that is that is factual um but again aliquippa central valley heavy one and two aliquippa is my pick to win 4a out of the parkway conference and then you have central valley and then in third i have west allegheny and then the rest of the conference i mean we'll see now moving uh to the other classifications in 4a now 4a i think is the deepest classification returning now let's look at the Greater Allegheny Conference. Uh, and the top returnee, without a doubt, and is he's going to be the reason why I think this team wins the conference, Armstrong. Caden Olson, one of the most prolific passers in the WPIAL and easily the best passer in Armstrong's very brief history. But... This is a very, very deep conference, the Greater Allegheny. Um, you got Hampton, who was the conference champion a year ago, and they surprised a lot of people. And I would not be surprised if they turned some heads again this year. North Catholic dropped or moving up from Class 3A. They were the runners-up. Um, they're always going to be tough. Highlands, Kiskey, Indiana, they're returning some good offensive linemen. And Mars, you would think, is the is the odd team out. But look who's coaching them now. It's Coach K. Eric Kasparovich is back coaching the Mars Planets. Mars could be the, the sleeper team in 4A. Who knows? We'll see how um, his, his kid, Eric Kasparovich Jr., does leading the team. I mean, Coach K was a tremendous player at North Hills, one of the best in North Hills history. 
Um, we'll see if his son turns out to be the same way at Mars, but obviously a lot of expectations for just a sophomore, but we'll see. Um, and finally, going to the Big 7 Conference, two teams are the heavy favorites, Thomas Jefferson and McKeesport. A lot of people are saying Thomas Jefferson is the number two team in the WPIL Class 4A. I disagree. I would say McKeesport's the top team. Two words. Bobby Boyd. And I can see the counter-arguments saying Thomas Jefferson. Two words. Jordan Mayer. But Bobby Boyd has been a game-changer the last, last season. And I'm expecting that to carry over into this year. He's... A bit undersized, five foot nine, but as the cliche goes, it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. And Boyd, I mean, McKeesport, they've also had Thomas Jefferson's number in the last two years. Ever since McKeesport dropped down, they beat Thomas Jefferson twice. So we'll see how that happens. But also, don't sleep on Laurel Highlands. They got Rodney Gallagher. The, the face that runs Laurel Highlands, um, he's one of the best players in the WPIAL, or in the state, let alone the WPIAL. He'll play at West Virginia. And I would not be surprised if Laurel Highlands sneaks up on a lot of people. Um, they're coming off that huge playoff win last season. What can they do to build upon that this year? We'll find out. Now moving up to... Class 5A, three conferences. We'll first start with the Northeast Conference. Um, There's three teams I see making a big run here. One of them I think will be potentially a championship finalist, that finalist being Penn Hills. Penn Hills has a lot coming back. Um, when you have Julian Duggar, now, yeah, he, he's missing his brother Jaden, but the defense coming back is going to be outstanding. Rayon Strader, Daquan Lewis, Cameron Thomas leading the way on the defensive side, not to mention Carter Lance on the offensive line, giving Julian Duggar time. It's, it's, it's going to be a fight for this, for this uh, Northeast Conference. Pine Richland, I could see very well making a run um now pine richland the the history that that in recent years speaks for itself but also look at ryan Corey. he's a game changer on the offensive line one of the best offensive linemen he might have been the best offensive lineman as a sophomore last season and that is pretty that's pretty good to say uh considering what pine richland has boasted in recent years and another team that I think is going to be the sleeper in 5A, Woodland Hills, because of the trenches. Look at that beef coming back on the offensive line. Kellen McDonough, Milwan Rose, and Pierce Cannon lead the way on the offensive line. Whoever's running behind that line, they're going to have a big day regardless because there's not a lot of teams that can get through that offensive line. So if Woodland Hills makes a run, it's going to be because of the trenches. Um, but that'll be interesting for the top three, Penn Hills, Pine Richland, and Woodland Hills. Now moving to the Big East Conference. Heavy favorite here is Penn Trafford, but not too far behind is Gateway. 
Um, I think Penn Trafford is the favorite to win. They're currently my pick to win. Um, when you have Conlon Green coming back, Joe Enoch, those are the, the mainstays. Conlon Green, a defensive end, first-team all-conference selection at that position, heading to Temple. Um, and Joe Enoch, who's also really good on the offensive line. And not to mention Zach Tomasovich, that offensive line is going to be deadly. And not to mention Conlon Green, he might be playing quarterback. Oh, boy. <laughs> It'll be the the William the Refrigerator Perry of WPIL quarterbacks this season. But Gateway, um, their junior class is going to be really, really good. You got Brad Birch at the quarterback position and Jaquan Reynolds at running back who tore up the season last year as a sophomore. I'm expecting big things out of him in his junior season. And they're going to need a big performance from those two if they want to knock off Penn Trafford. And finally, moving up to the Allegheny Six Conference. Um, when when you look at things, there's to me, there's two teams that stand out from the rest. Upper St. Clair is the heavy favorite, I think, in the conference. But another team that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, and I think they deserve more recognition, Bethel Park. Gavin Mole coming back, Jack Riley, Austin Kai, Braden Del Duca. That's a pretty talented group core coming back. And not to mention, those are all seniors. Bethel Park's going to have uh, – they had a surprise run last season. Don't expect the same surprises this year. Um, and I'm surprised – uh, that they're not getting t- talked about as much as the other teams. And finally, in Class 6A, well, it's a five-team race, literally. And uh, regardless of what your thoughts are on the situation in Class 6A and how many teams are in there, you can't deny that two of the best, make that three of the best teams in the WPIL are in this classification. Central Catholic, Seneca Valley, North Allegheny. NA's junior class is awesome. I love what they have coming back, and we're gonna they're gonna be if they're not making a run this year, they certainly will be in the mix in next year for the 6A championship. But Seneca Valley and Pittsburgh Central Catholic, those to me are your finalists in 6A. It's hard to say who's a favorite because there are five teams, and that makes up 40% of the 6A classification. But I will say this. Central has a great junior class coming back. Seneca Valley has a great senior class coming back. Two Navy commits and a Toledo commit. Aiden Lysak, Luke Lawson heading to Navy, Christy Apollonia heading to Toledo. And then Central Catholic, you have Anthony Specka, probably the best linebacker in the WPIL, and Peter Gonzalez, one of the better wide receivers in the WPIL as well. So those are your six classifications. Took a little longer than we anticipated, but, you know, that's sometimes how the cookie crumbles. But now let's address the um, the Mohawk um, stories that have been going on as of late it's it's unfortunate that we've had you know stories like this come out um it's about for those that aren't in the know about the situation and i'm assuming that the majority of you are um there was a hazing incident and the mohawk football team season is currently on hold 
after the hazing incidents have come out. Um, and it's it's not like what we saw with the Pine Richland thing with the towels. It's nothing like that. It's like serious allegations. And uh, you hate to see this, you know. I mean, especially in the high school ranks. I get it. They're kids. But also, like, it's unacceptable, man. Like, you got to be better than that. And it seems like hazing, unfortunately, has become more of a prevalent issue. Even look at outside the WPIL, you have Middletown. Their football season got canceled because of hazing. And their quarterback is transferring to Steel High to play quarterback for them because he had no affiliation with the hazing. This is messing up some lives, not only for the per- not only for the victims, but also the perpetrators. I mean, realistically, if you're the ones committing, the, if you're the one committing this hazing, what does that say about you? Not just as a football player, but as a human being. We know that. I mean, football and, and sports in general are around to teach kids to become to become young men and young women, regardless of the sport. And this this, this hazing, it, it we just got to be better. I mean. Like, treat everyone with dignity. No one is beneath anybody. And we just got to be better. Just point blank. You know, what do I think will come out of this? I can't say. But um, you know who I do feel bad for, though, about this situation? The students that attend Mohawk but are not on the football team. Because it's not fair to them that, you know, you you look at this this hazing in the WP in in the Mohawk school district and in the football team, and they unf- and some people will probably unfairly rope these these other students, athletes or not, on the football team or not. They're going to lump everyone together. It's not fair. But- I, I don't I don't know what to say, man. Just we got to be better than this. And uh, now moving on to week zero. We are finally here. The WPIAL football season gets kicked off to on Friday, August the 26th. And again, we'll look at games of the week. We'll look and... We'll choose one from each classification. When it is non-conference, then it'll be decided by which class. In terms of which team represents the classification, it'll be decided on the home team. So, um, prime example in Class One A, the game of the week, in my opinion, is New Brighton, who's in Class Two A. They're at Laurel who's in Class 1A. Now, they were conference rivals last season in the past couple of years, but Laurel dropping down to Class 1A. Um, now, Laurel, they had a very good season last year, one of the best in recent memory. And uh, you have, again, Colton Hill coming back on the, on the offensive line to lead the way. Uh, New Brighton had that shock playoff win against Wash High. And... The, the, to me, I mean, some people will look at this and say, oh, that's the game of the week. I, I mean, 
look at it. Um, I would say between these two, if I had to pick a winner, I'd probably go with New Brighton based off of last year and the playoff win um, and the fact that Laurel is – they're not returning a lot. Um, and although New Brighton's not returning a lot either, New Brighton has a playoff win. It was against one of the best teams in the WPIL. So to me, that that gets – you know, a a nod in my book. Now moving to Class 2A, game of the week is Class 4A North Catholic traveling to Class 2A Sarah Catholic. Sarah was the WPIL champion in Class 2A last season. North Catholic, the runners-up in Class 3A. They bumped up to Class 4A. Um, this is the Rocco Bowl, at least if... Um, at least if they were still in high school. Max and Zach Rocco both were great quarterbacks at North Catholic and at Sarah Catholic. Um, Who do I think prevails here? I think North Catholic's going to have too much firepower coming back. Daniel Long on the defensive line is going to create some havoc for Sarah Catholic. But um, I would not be surprised if Sarah Catholic turns some heads. Again, we may we don't know how, what all is coming back at Sarah Catholic, so they could turn a lot of heads going into the season. Now heading over to Class Three A, um, in what's been a will be a very fun game to watch is Class Four A McKeesport traveling to take on Class Three A West Mifflin, conference rivals last couple seasons. And McKeesport has been very successful. West Mifflin last year did not have the best of seasons. Hopefully the drop down to 3A will help the Titans out. Um, but McKeesport, I think, is going to win this one thanks to the efforts of Bobby Boyd. And also McKeesport, well, they, they do have a lot returning, not just Bobby Boyd like I mentioned, but Look at Jamil Perryman. He could be the difference maker as well. Um, when you have to focus, when you have to key in on not just one back but two, that that could be some that can give defensive coordinators nightmares. And going to Class Four A, bit of a rivalry game. Even though these teams don't they they don't face each other in conference play in really many sports, um, but. These two schools, they share a lot in common with one another in terms of students and the and who goes where. Um, that being Beaver Falls traveling to Blackhawk to take on the Cougars. Um, I mean, they're very, very close in proximity to one another. Blackhawk, whenever they were getting their football stadium built at the high school rather than the cornfield over at Northwestern Primary School, they played their home games at Reeves Field, which is the home of Geneva College and Beaver Falls. And Beaver Falls, you look at the top-end talent that Beaver Falls has with Brickner and Singleton, and I think it outweighs what Blackhawk has. So I'm going to go with Beaver Falls in this one. Class 5A, to me, this is the game uh, of the week in Week 0. It's Mount Lebanon in Class 6A, the defending 6A champions. They travel to Gateway to take on the Gators. Um, 
Mount Lebanon, they had a season for the ages last season led by my head coach whenever I was in high school, Bob Palco. I didn't play, but I was on the team. And um, Coach Palco wished the best of luck to him and his team. Um, But with that said, I think Gateway is going to be too much. Um, Mount Lebanon, they're they're going to have an, a talented line coming back. That'll be their strong point with Cade Capristo and on the, at tight end Graydon G. But Gateway man, Brad Birch, Jaquan Reynolds, and not to mention too defensive line Matt Brooks at defensive tackle against Capristo is going to be the matchup to watch. But also Remy Bowes at linebacker. Um, he'll look for a strong junior campaign. So I think Gateway comes away with the victory in this one. Close game, but I think Gateway wins this one. And finally in Class 6A, the game of the week there, 5A Penn Hills travels to 6A Seneca Valley. And to me, this game is a statement game. Um, Whoever wins this one I think has a very good chance to – turn some heads in the WPIAL and potentially stake their claim into getting into that um, WPIL championship contention. These two are obvious favorites um, in their classifications. Are they the heavy favorite? No. Um, but they can certainly make claims to being in the conversation at least. Seneca Valley, they got – the tremendous trio coming back, Lysak, Lawson, Diapolonia, they're going to be, that Seneca Valley defense might be the best in the WPIL this season. Not to mention Lucas Lambert. He's not committed to a Division One school like Lysak, Lawson, Diapolonia are at the moment, but um, that defense is going to be great for... Seneca Valley and Penn Hills. Well, you got it. It's going to be an aerial show in my, at least I think over at Penn Hills with um, quarterback Julian Duggar. However, I got to go with the experience coming back and Seneca Valley, I think takes this one Um, Penn Hills. Another thing to look out for. They do have a new football coach um, and it's a tough test to start his head coaching career, it's against Seneca Valley, who, again, might just be a top three team in the WPIAL. But when when you, you know, when you're going up against that, I mean, Penn Hills can really make a statement if they were to beat um, Seneca Valley in week zero on the road as well. That's going to do it for this first edition of the Whip You Whip Around. Be sure to join me every week throughout the WPI AAL calendar season as we take a look at the big storylines, big matchups, big recruits, and everything you need to know around the WPI AAL here on Pittsburgh Sports Now.